Moochow. The ghetto. Maddo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sassy and Safe podcast with your three favorite girls, Teresa, Kosi, and Esther. Three women, different walks of life with one goal, please God. Bringing you conversations where kingdom meets culture. Are they ready? They're not ready. Hey guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast with your favorite girls, Teresa, Kosi, and Esther. We are back with another episode. First of all, thank you guys so much for all the support you guys have been showing us this season. We see you all. We see the views going up. We see you retweeting. We see you posting. We see you tagging and we see you doing all that. So thank you for all the support y'all have been showing us. We appreciate it and we feel the love all up in this quarantine and everything. Especially last week's episode, we got a whole bunch of feedback. So thank y'all for listening and for putting your friends on. Today, we want to talk to you about something a little bit different, a topic that we feel is not discussed that much, but is very, very important. We want to talk about the finances. First of all, Kanye is a billionaire, so that's a win for the kingdom. Amen. Billionaire Kanye, thank you. And shout out to you, Uncle Kanye. And when you feel like sharing your money with your Christian brothers and sisters, may you not forget us. Amen. (laughs) But um, we want to talk about money. We want to talk about specifically saving. Um, In church culture, we know that we have to tithe and we know that we have to give offering and we know that um, we have um, some churches that also believe in sowing. And we want to talk about all of those different functions and how money plays a part in church culture and what it means for us as young millennials. So if you win it, let's talk about it. So guys, um, sewing while saving. First of all, I guess we should all just approach by maybe sharing our relationship with money. Like not deep, deep. You don't have to tell us your, 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 your account balance. But I mean, um, if we can just talk about our relationship with money so people can sort of get a feel that they are not alone. So first of all, I'm horrible at saving. Um, I like to spend money a lot. Lately, I've been trying to save a lot more so I don't spend money. I budget, but it's hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it? That's it? <laughs> that's my relationship with it. That's it. Okay. All right. Esther, how about you? Um, I think I'm pretty good when it comes to money. Um, I... Okay, so I have a problem. I just like seeing money in my accounts. So sometimes it's kind of, well, I mean, at first it was hard for me to like just spend recklessly because I feel weird when I like, I don't feel like I have like a backup or whatever, but I was able to just take it upon myself to just like learn more about like finances and just some simple things that we can do. Because the issue is also that a lot of times people who give us advice about money, they're like rich people mm-hmm. and it's not like the case for everybody. So anyway, I was just able to just like take some basic lessons from them, from that. And just from there, be able to create a system around my own finances that just works for me. Um, a lot of the saving that I do is just automatic things like every month or every two weeks or whatever, just things that just go towards like certain goals that I have. And then I'm able to, do what I want with the rest of my money. I'm honestly not a big spender. 
So I guess I have a healthy, good relationship with money. Yeah, have more to learn, obviously, but yeah, good. Uh, my relationship with money um, has definitely been, it has improved. I think when I was younger, um, I was just super reckless with money. And then uh, I think right before I got married, yeah, right before I got married, I just realized one day that, well, I didn't realize. I, talk, I was talking to one of my mentors, and she was basically kind of explaining, like, where my future was heading. And I wasn't making a connection between the things I wanted in my future and, like, the way I was acting currently. <clears throat> so it's like, obviously, as you get older, you're going to want to buy a car, you're going to want to buy a house, you're going to want to have certain things. And if your credit score is bad or if you don't have, you know, savings, you are literally never, like, you are not going to be able to have those things. Like, there's no magic. You're not going to be able to, even renting, even when uh, Chris and I had to, like, rent our apartment, they check your credit score um, to see if you're able to pay rent. And that really just shook me. Like, I was like, what? I can't, what? Like, what do you mean? But I, I honestly wasn't making the connection between bad spending habits and, like, a bad future. <laughs> hate to say it but um yeah so I, I definitely improved with you know my spending and um I save with my husband my husband and I save together um and yeah so things have definitely improved just based off the fact that I want a better future for myself yeah so like when it comes to us being Christians I know that for example um a lot of people talk about like the 2080 rule and how like you save 20% and then you spend your 80% or whatever. But when it comes to being Christian, you have to pay your tithe. So that even changes how you manage it, you manage your money. And like T was saying, there's certain churches where um, you sow a lot more. So let's say like you're young, maybe you're going to work, you're going to school, you're not making a lot of money. Like how do you balance all of that? Like what's you guys' take on that? Baby girl T, this is oh. ah. <laughs> um well for me, I'm glad you brought that up, Esther. I think um it's an important thing to talk about. I definitely so <laughs> before I like the church that I was previously in, we talked about last week, I've only been in two or two weeks ago. Um the church I previously in, they weren't heavy on sewing but the church that we are currently, Esther and I, and now they are heavy on sewing. So um, that was kind of like a learning curve for me when I ended up in that church to understand the concept of sewing. But I, I'm an extremist. And especially when I first came to Christ, I was so like, oh my God, I love God. So I would like, I was in undergrad and I would give all my OSAM money <laughs> to offering because I just love God. <laughs> and I always wanted to like give offering and stuff, but um, I didn't have a healthy understanding of what offering was. And I didn't have a healthy understanding of what tithing was. And I didn't have a healthy understanding of, of all those things. And then um, as I came to this new church, even though sewing was introduced, I feel like as I began to better understand, and it was a major learning curve at first, but as I began to better understand my relationship with God and my finances, I was able to, figure out my place when it comes to sewing and when it comes to money and church culture. 
with that being said, I think it's important to do that, to do an assessment of where you are in life and to be able to, to be able to better help you understand what your relationship is in terms of giving in church. That's my political answer. (laughs) (laughs) We're all all being political in the beginning right now. We're all being like everyone's walking around eggshells because (laughs) I don't want it's a touchy subject. It's a it's a touchy subject, absolutely. You guys we do have a role to give. Like I see in new new culture, like some people saying we don't have to tithe anymore. That's an Old Testament principle. I definitely don't believe in that. Like that's definitely not, I don't rock with that. I believe that we still are to tithe. I still believe that we still are to, to give offering. But I think that you also need to be able to assess and see where you are in life. And that should be the basis of your giving in church. Yeah, I think I think when pe- when people come with that is like the <clears throat> you don't I guess technically you don't have to do anything anymore, you know, because Christ paid it all so you don't have to like you can <clears throat> that's the whole save by grace situation, but <laughs> you guys. I think there's a principle me personally what I understand the tithe to be for is obviously to keep the church running, but also to help feed the needy amongst us. Mm-hmm. So that's my principle of it. So bec- that's, hey, my principle of it. <laughs> so because of that, I feel an obligation to bring some form of equality um, to the kingdom because there's no way that I should be sitting on a high horse and there's somebody else that's like struggling to eat crumbs off the floor. That doesn't, And I'm seeing them and I'm just pushing through that doesn't make sense so uh, the reason that i tithe or one of parts parts of the reason why i tithe is because of that is because i've been trusting that my money is going towards an organization who is using it um with integrity and with character and with love and uh with biblically based principles if you are going to one of my one of my mentors was, was 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 recently telling me actually that if you are going to an organization where you feel like they are not using your money that you're giving them the way that you want them to use your money, find find an organization that is going to like you don't have to leave your church. Find an organization that is using the money when you want to and give them your money. Like there's sixteen billion thousand churches in the world. You can find a church in India and sow your tithe there. You can find. Um, an organization that's helping to feed feed kids in I'm not gonna say Africa because that is overplayed. <laughs> but an organization that's feeding kids I don't know in the states and and give them your money right. But I think it's 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 not about giving of the money. It's about the like there's a principle behind it right. And of course we know that the Bible also talks about how when you pay your tithe um, there is a blessing that comes with that too. Not saying that that should be why you're giving the church your money, quote unquote, like God your money, um, because we're not, it's not a transactional relationship. And I think that that also segues into why you shouldn't give money irresponsibly because of the, whatever blessing you feel like is associated with that money. God is not transactional. The relationship that he offers us is not transactional. And if you are giving money 
to God or the church or to whomever, irresponsibly, I'm going to keep on pointing that out, is that it's irresponsible. It's not irresponsible to give $1,000. It's irresponsible to give $1,000 when rent is due tomorrow, rent is $500, uh, you only have 200 bucks in your accounts, and you're going to borrow $1,000 to, or $800 to make up the... Like, I feel like that's irresponsible. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain things that you are supposed to do. Basically, give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God. So don't be irresponsible with your money, especially because you feel under some obligation to get some kind of blessing that's like, ah, you're not buying the blessing, bro. <laughs> you're not, the blessing is not for sale. <laughs> it's not for sale. So that is kind of like my take on it is just be responsible with your money. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess for me, again, like it all comes down to understanding why you're doing things. Um, the church I grew up in, they always used to have this, I don't even know if it's in the Bible, but anyway, they always used to say, you can't come to the house of the Lord empty-handed. And so the way they, like, we would understand it is, like, you always have to have something when you're coming to the house of God. So you always have to have something to contribute to the house of God. And, you know, we also understand that there's bills to be paid. There's lights to be kept on. There's, you know, you're coming into a building. There's certain things. There's certain um, programs that are taking place. Like, all of this needs money. And we're a community. So that's one reason why we have offering. When you think about your thigh, that's something else. That's another principle that you have to understand what it is and why you're doing it. And then there's also sacrifice. Now, that's where I feel like a lot of people, well, no, let me talk about myself, please. Um, that's where I feel like, <laughs> yeah, because that's where I feel like it can be tricky if you don't, understand exactly like maybe like why you're sacrificing um i've had conversations where um people were getting in debt just to pay a sacrifice or all of these other things and i just feel like it's just a lack of understanding because a lot of times what we what we get from this whole um you have to sow this amount or whatever it's just that if you do that god is gonna bless you Mm -hmm. And it, I'm really trying to use my words, but it doesn't make sense. It's not okay. if you're talking to somebody who's in a vulnerable situation, let's say, or a vulnerable position in there. Hmm? It's called manipulation. Yeah, like if they're if they're not in their right space and they're desperate, they want a blessing, they've been praying, they're gonna take everything that they have to put their hope in that, you know what I mean? So it's like you just have to understand, like again, it all comes down to like knowing why you're why you're doing things. And like don't just a lot don't feel there's also peer pressure in church as well, like, oh everybody's going, let me go. Or there's also like your status in church, your position in church. Um they're calling for a certain amount, oh, I'm part of this, I'm a board member. He's doing so you wanna go to <laughs> go. You know, there's all of these things that you have to take into account. You just have to get to a point where you're comfortable doing what's right for you and understanding why you're doing the things that you're doing. Imagine because of title and position, you can't eat because the pastor said, Come and touch my hand for the envelope. <laughs> you wanna touch his hand. I'm sick. Um, 
but I've, I've, I've legitimately been in, in that kind of situation before where you go up with money that is not even really yours to be giving out away for offering or for otherwise sacrifice or not. Like it's not your money, bro. <laughs> and you'll go up just to touch the pastor's hand. You just be hoping that he will look into your eyes mm. and God will just yeah. minister to him a prophecy for you in that exact moment. And you know, so you just go up. It's a gamble. That's a gamble. And I've lost mm. every time. Honestly, there, I don't think there has been one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. And it's crazy because it's a system. Like, for example, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it. Um, for example, you know, like when certain people come minister to your church or whatever, and they start with a certain amount, like, you know, they're going to go down. And it's like, it's a system. We know how it works at this point. So it's just like, what's going on? Like, five people giving a thousand only 7k okay that's fine move on right? like, oh, i thought god said it was 25 <laughs> the one that sends me the one that sends me is when it's like there are yeah it's literally the same thing there are five people here that god wants to give two thousand dollars then 10 people come up it's like okay it's all right how is it all right send back half of those people you send five god said five isn't it it's not all right pastor it's not all right i'm doing that what's the money for where's it going what I've learned, and um, and I'm still learning because it's hard, especially since we relate with man more than like we see them face to face. But what I've learned is to always go back to the Bible, <laughs> see what the Bible yeah. says. Because if you do not, you know, Mike Todd said something this morning in his sermon. He said, "Anything that is not a principle is an opinion." And the mm. way you find principles is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So if you, it's not written in the Bible as a principle, then it's somebody's opinion. And a mm-hmm. lot of us are doing church and a lot of us are living our Christian lives based on opinions that we've made principles. I tell you, because if you look in the Bible, first Corinthians, no cap, baby, no cap. First Corinthians 16 verse two in the kjv for steady i hope y'all watch my youtube video for steady shameless plug shameless plug (laughs) in the kjv version it says upon the first day of the week and even the thing is called collection for jerusalem and it says upon the first day of the week let every one of you lay by him in store as god hath prospered him that there will be no gatherings when i come and it's talking about offerings but it says let every one of you lay aside as God has prospered him, which means that what everybody's laying aside is different based on how God has prospered you. So if God has prospered me to the extent to be able to give 500 and God has prospered you, Kosi, to, be, to the extent to be able to give 5,000 and God has prospered Esther to be able to give 10,000 and we're all giving 500, there's an error because God has prospered you guys more. Uh-huh. If I'm giving my 500 and that's as much as I can give, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. If you have 5,000 and you're giving 500, <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> Problem. <laughs> because it's as God has prospered him. So I think a lot of times we get confused. And, and yes, people, men and women of God, throw out these numbers and they're to encourage believers because the Bible says where your your treasure is, where your heart is, that's where your treasure lies. So whatever is in your heart or what your treasure is a reflection of your heart and treasure is money. And therefore 
God will test us sometimes with money. And so men and women of God will call out these numbers because some people have it and they won't give it just mm-hmm. because their heart is corrupt. And mm-hmm. then there's other people that have great hearts, but they give it all. And, but that's also a lack of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's important to make sure you're giving as God has prospered you. It's biblical. That's the principle. So understand that it's biblical that as God has prospered you is the way that you should be giving. Because at the end of the day, hey, listen, you have to use your brain. <laughs> you have to use your brain because you can go give out your rent money and give out your all your whole paycheck and do all these things for God. And great, it'll be nice and people will clap for you and, and they'll tell you, God bless you, God bless you. But when you're being evicted, yeah. <laughs> then what? Are you going to live in the pastor's house? Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. All right. okay well let's say i don't know if kosi has something to add Uh but (laughs) let's say you know i'm a young lady i'm going to university you know and i hear this story sorry i'm already annoyed (laughs) i'm already annoyed whatever example you're about to give because it's a true life story and i'm all red (laughs) i do story and i'm upset go ahead please I just go to church and I hear someone talking about, yeah, I got this new job. I gave my whole paycheck and I got a, a promotion. Okay. So me too. I want to give, but you know, I not making a lot of money, but I only have, have 500 for the rest of the month, but I'm going to do it by faith because I'm believing God for a job. <laughs> I give my money. It doesn't work. Now God is a liar. Like, there's something I'm just trying to because you were trying to buy God and he doesn't work like that it's not transactional like I'm already annoyed (laughs) exactly basically you were trying to buy God you know the thing on top that really hurts me bribery bribery. you know like that is illegal fam like what do you mean it's illegal in the government like it's illegal in the real world don't be dumb don't be dumb don't be dumb and I think that's the whole issue with this whole giving thing is because it's not only the people's fault. Yeah, people can be dumb, but it's also the way sometimes it can be presented to us, right? So I feel like, like you said, it all goes back to like the principle and like understanding why you're doing things. But See, my, mom, my mom's generation grew up on seed faith. Yeah. So I don't want to negate the fact that you absolutely can place a demand mm-hmm. on God, okay? The not, to be, not to be attributed with bribery or coercion or <laughs> so I don't know what, but you can place a demand on heaven, but understanding, and I think this is where the difference comes in, understanding that at the end of the day, my dear God is sovereign and he gonna do what he gonna do and he gonna check him, boo. <laughs> Who gonna check him? You giving $500 at the altar, placing it to my God, I need a job. And he said, no, what are you gonna do? Cry and keep it pushing and yeah. praise his name because he's not a liar, you are, okay? <laughs> however, <laughs> however, one thing that really, really irks me, and I don't want to put anybody on blast, so I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. If you are, oh, okay. If you are seeing that somebody has gotten a promotion and people are getting jobs all around you, and for some reason you're not getting a job, and you have a job interview coming up, so you take five hundred dollars of your money that's supposed to last. For the end of the month, because you have such high faith, 
that you're going to get this job. If you, you better, you better memorize the interview process. Otherwise, I will slap you and everybody that is, ah. Like, I just know way too many people who have gone for interviews and have bombed the interview. But I know that they were praying shaba 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 like and that for me makes no sense like how do you equate there is there are principles like t was saying like there are certain principles that literally even god himself cannot overrule like it's written it's in the word like he himself cannot on your behalf come and overrule his own principle like you literally reap what you sow you reap what you sow and that doesn't just mean also where you sow but it doesn't just mean like Okay, I've given God money for this job. I should get the job. Bro, you're not qualified. You didn't prepare for the interview. You bombed the interview. You didn't look your best. You, nothing. Like, how, how, how do you even want God to give you this job? Is that not going to be embarrassing for him? How do you want to, for you to be fired two weeks later? How do you even want him to, he's even, he even wants to give you the job. But you yourself, you haven't even tried anything, nothing at all. How do you want him to glorify? How is he going to be glorified in there? How? How are we going to glorify his name? How? How? Because you gave him money, he gave you a job. And then what? And now you've shamed everybody in the office that knows you're a Christian. So like, wow, is this how Christians behave? Because you're not ready. Like, it, 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 oh, please, guys. Like, I'm literally cringing. Like, let's use our brains. Let's use wisdom. I know oftentimes, like, we do get manipulated. And sometimes the words they'll be using will be sweet, will be enticing. They'll say, the Holy Spirit is, is talking to some of you right now. You'll be sitting there thinking, wow, is this Holy Spirit talking to me? What, T? It's not the Holy Spirit. You fully just heard them say it. It's them. It's their voice. <laughs> you heard it just now. Oh you said the Holy Spirit is talking to some of you right now. You'd be there like, wow, Holy Spirit, are you talking to me? Are you talking? He's not talking to you. He's not. <laughs> He's not talking to you, you know? But you, like I said, like not to negate seed offering, which actually, see, I feel like you may be equipped to talk about that. What would be the difference between seed offering? Although I feel like I already answered this question, but just so you get a different point of view, because the girl knows how to break down the word. What would be a difference, the difference between seed offering versus bribery? Like seed faith versus bribery. I think that what you said was perfect. Like just placing a demand on heaven, placing a demand on God and saying, you know, God, I so believe in this word that's being released. Or I so believe in this testimony. Or I so believe in what has happened for the other person that I am sowing into it because you understand what you, what you sow is what you reap. So I so believe you and I glorify you and I give you praise and I give you honor for what you have done in my brother or sister's life. So me too, I'm sowing into that favor and I'm sowing into that blessing. And it may not even manifest in the same way. So, oh, yeah. oh, let's talk about it. It may not even manifest in the same way because that is for them and I'm not going to be jealous about them, but I'm just sowing into the favor that you've shown them. And that's how I sow. And when you think of it like that and you, you take yourself out of the equation and not try to force God's hand into forcing to give you something, yeah. it's like, okay, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But this is, when I sow, it's more about celebrating God for what he has done or celebrating God as opposed to getting something. I don't sow to reap. And yes, what you reap is what you sow. It's a, it's a principle, but I don't sow with the sole purpose of reaping. Of reaping. That is literally bribery. 
that is like when you give somebody something so you can hold it over their head. Oh my god, I'm gonna like yeah. <laughs> take you guys out for lunch um, when quarantine is over. Then I take you guys out for lunch. Then one day when I'm hungry, oh my god, do you remember that time when I took you out? Do you guys remember that time when I took you? Like, come on, guys, come on, <laughs> don't be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I that would definitely be the difference. Like, yes, you can place the demand. Yes, you can, and you can partner with God through giving seed and ask God for the blessing and the favor that he's shown someone to fall upon you but if it doesn't it doesn't and if it does well then hey and if you are gonna give all your money all of it to that okay God is gonna watch you do you think do you think people have a right to ask their churches where their money is going I think it should be transparent yeah. I like I, I love what I always go back to Transformation Church because they kill the game for me. Transformation mm-hmm. Elevation, they kill the game. But Transformation Church and Elevation Church, at the end of the year, they put out a report, a financial annual report, and it breaks down dollar by dollar where people's money is going. Mm-hmm. And I, to be honest, true, it may not even be true, you know, but you <laughs> 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 see it you see the progression of the amounts that they've asked and the breakdown and you see the manifestation of all of it, it makes you feel secure. Like, mm-hmm. like you were saying at the beginning, you feel secure and you feel like everybody wants security. You want to feel like you're not being taken advantage of. So if your church is producing an annual report, letting you know where everything is going, Oh, Hey, this money, this amount of money that we asked for this seed or this offering that we asked for at the beginning of the year, this is where it's gone. And as you can see, these are the pictures of that project. This is the breakdown. You can add it up, tally, you see it. I would even feel more comfortable and more happy and more, I'm I'm more willing to give into that because you know where it's going as opposed to, and and then, it's, and it's sad because it is African churches where it's ambiguous giving. Uh-huh. And, and you're being asked. At this rate, every week, we're calling out black churches. Oh, <laughs> every week. Every week. At this point, every week. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very ambiguous giving. But, you know, some churches, they do. They do have annual reports where it, it, it shows you. And I guess that's, that's not necessarily African culture. That's not necessarily black church culture. And so we don't see it that much, but I mean, Hey, if you want to go and ask the pastor where the money is going, go and ask him. I think sometimes you can also see, like you can also see, like I, I came from a small church where like literally one Sunday there would be like two mics. Then the next will literally see the improvements in your church. Now, if there are no improvements in your church, if you people are still using you know those paper overheads? You know in high school, how like your math teacher would have those, that light paper overhead thing, they put a paper on it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, are you guys too boozy? You guys, your school didn't do that? Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if your church is still using those paper overheads, then you give offering this week, your pastor driving a new car. Next week, they say they just bought their third house. The week after that, they just went to the Maldives. Then next month, they're in Bali. Okay, then maybe, not to say your pastor isn't rich, because he could have his own popping job. He could have his own popping business. You don't know who's paying him nothing, right? But just for your own peace of mind and so that you don't start gossiping against your pastor, (laughs) it might be okay for you to just one-on-one just ask him like, hey, is it possible for us to 
put some money towards some development in the church. Just, you know, just so you don't start gossiping against your pastor. That's for your own peace of mind. Because people have, people, I know people would just think that pastors are poor and most of them are. So fair, fair enough. Because <laughs> that's maybe this is all they're doing. But if your pastor has a job outside, then don't look his direction. Anyway, all that to say, how do we save money and so guys how do you how do you give according to how god has blessed you but also save how do you divide your 80 20 which is i, I believe is actually 70 20 10 mm-hmm. yeah well if you're christian that 10 well, is true 70 10 10 10 that's not that's 80, not, what 80, 10, 80, 10 10 right yeah it's 80 10 10 no, it's not. It's 70. No, it's not. I wrote it down. What I do. <sighs> you probably do 40, 40, 30, 20, 10. 70, 20, 10. Is it? Sis, I remember that day. I do. Yeah, it's 70, 20, 10, 10. So that- 10% goes to emergency money. So that, because I've been found myself in situations where it's an emergency and I don't have the money. And I hate that. I hate that. Like too many times, especially when I have my car, like your car breaks down and then you need like a thousand dollars on hand and you don't have it. And it's like, okay, it's either I don't pay a bill this week month or I don't tithe or I don't like why. So I do, I have a, an emergency fund. So 10% goes to the emergency fund in case like you lose your job. And I try to make sure that I have at least three months of pay in there every time. So whatever my regular paycheck would be, I try to make sure I have at least three months of that in the emergency fund, which I'm pretty good at because I don't really go in there. Then I have my regular expenses, which would be the 70. And then 20% I use to like eliminate debts. That's that's where I pay like my credit card. That's the only debt that I have right now as well as student loans. So credit card and um, student loan stuff. And then the 10% is for tithe. So that's That's how. 110%. So how do you have 110%? It's 110. Oh, then 60%, I guess, would be regular stuff. But I put... 60, 60, 20, 10, 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 60, 20, 10, 10. And then um, my offering, I would take from the 60% because some people think that you would take your offering from your tithing money. No, tithing money is tithing money. Tithing is mandatory. Offering is not. Offering is sacrifice willingly. Tithing is mandatory. So my offering comes from my 60%. I just want to put that out there. Okay, but what about those who argue that like their sixty percent is is like they are living paycheck to paycheck? It is their rent, their bills, everything. Then don't give offering. Sacrifice something else. Offering is a sacrifice. You can sacrifice one dollar. It's a sacrifice. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase that. What about some people who say I can't even do one dollar? I can't even do ten percent. I can't even do tithe sometimes then do it according to what you where you are in life and increase it as you go i know somebody that was tithing four percent at one time in life because they didn't have ten percent at 
are they not blessed because and I, I'm, I bet you I'm not gonna like say it but it's it's your fave <laughs> it's one of the faves that you follow on social media one of your faves that you follow and that you think is like oh Christian influencer she was the one that she used to say back in the day when before she was married and she didn't have enough money she was living paycheck to paycheck she used to only tithe four percent said before she was married she gave four percent so you know I a lot of people were had to attack her and a lot of people they tried to say no god demands 10 percent, 10 percent, which is true that's what the bible says but hey that's where she was at the point and she said that that's what she could she could give and she was faithful with it and when i look at her life now i think sis is doing pretty well so i mean i don't think any blessings were withheld from her because as we said God is not transactional. It's more about the heart. Like when he commands us to give, it's not, oh, you have to give this amount for anything. It's just your heart condition because where your treasure and where your heart is, that's where your treasure will lie. And so, I mean, if you are in a place where you cannot give 10%, like actually can, not just you don't want to because you're greedy because that will show your heart. But if you actually cannot give 10%, I mean, work your way up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think also if we look into the Bible, like God has been more concerned with us being able to just let go quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even when I recall um, there was a rich man that came to Jesus and he was like, Oh master, like I've done all these things. I've, I've done this. I've done that. Like what else do I need to do? Um, and Jesus was like, okay, sell all your stuff and give it to the poor. Thank you. Follow me. And the guy went away with great sadness. He didn't want to go to heaven anymore. (laughs) He wasn't about it anymore because he was so consumed with holding on to all his things. And I think that's a part of it. It's like, it's not necessarily about the amount or the number it's your eagerness to just let it go like just believe that god is going to provide for you and what he has provided for you steward properly don't be irresponsible with the let's say you get two thousand dollars every month right and then they say oh if you you know i'm calling up people to come and give two thousand dollars you to come and give two thousand dollars that's you're actually being not a good steward you're actually not being a good steward of what god has asked you to steward like you are supposed to use that money to take honestly to take care of yourself um you know to take care of your household to do whatever you need to do but then also be able to let go of whatever excess you have right so it's just about that balancing and using wisdom and not being irresponsible um in terms of savings, I think I think Teresa already broke it down with the 60, 20, 10, 10. Like, that's her method. Mm-hmm. Um, my method is 60, no, 70, 20, 10. Like, my husband and I, we do 70, 20, 10. And it, within that, I'm lying. We do not do 70, 20, 10. Whoa. I, <laughs> I just had that. I thought about it. I was like, uh, we don't do that. We do... <sighs> <laughs> we live very tightly in this household. <laughs> Chris's hand is, is uh, <laughs> he has an iron fist. <laughs> we, we basically live like this. This is how we live, okay? We live as if we live paycheck to paycheck. We live, we pay tithe, then we pay our bills, and basically everything else goes into savings. You may get a little, <laughs> you may get a little <laughs> to feel nice. You may get a little... $50 so you can buy a snack. 
the rest is, doesn't exist. Like it doesn't exist, bro. We we it's like no. Like I've seen this man. This man has told me no for some things. I'm like, wow, you're wicked. <laughs> but it's like no. But it it has helped us so much because you know, literally, we live as if we live paycheck to paycheck, and that has been the way we've been able to. It's helped us in in emergency. So, like T said, having um three at least three months at all times of expenses laid out because you just never know like especially in this whole quarantine times you never know when anything can be taken away from you thank god that we live in an economy and in in a society if you are in canada basically <laughs> where um the government is able to give you some form of risk like some form of cushioning but like basically for those that live in toronto i have a friend that lives in toronto her rent is two grand <laughs> finished so yeah. already the the um benefit that they're given is not enough mm-hmm. you know so that's why you should always you know just obviously um but yeah so it, it's just little things like that so we we've just made it in accordance to our mind because we want to be debt free we want to be financially free we want to be able to give to god's kingdom um, without having to blink about it, we'd like, there's just certain things that we want to accomplish in life. Like I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, which is why we live the way that we, we live like we're poor because we're not here to please nobody or flex for no man's like, listen, once you, once you get over, what are everybody thinking of me? Oh, my friends are all getting off for offering me to actually get up. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> You better sit down. Your friends are getting up for office. So what? You better sit down. Sit down. Put your put your bum to the seat, bro. You don't have what it takes. <laughs> if you don't have what it takes, don't try it. Don't try it. Because God is not going to... I used to do that a lot. I'd be like, oh, God, you see my heart. He, do, he doesn't... <laughs> God will be like, thank you. And then go and sleep. Okay. Like, what? No, 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 don't be dumb. Don't, don't be, yeah, don't be dumb. Don't let yourself be manipulated over money. And you know what? Yeah, to go come to the house of God empty-handed. Empty-handed is who I am. I'm coming to the house of God empty-handed so that God can fill me up. Don't shred all. <laughs> You're not going to manipulate me. <laughs> I am empty. That's why I'm coming to church. <laughs> That's the point. You shouldn't come to the house of God empty-handed. If God, like, uh, that is the point. I'm coming empty-handed. You're not coming empty-handed. You're coming. We are bringing your praise. You're bringing your worship. Okay. Your sacrifice. Exactly that too. You know what I mean? Like, super interesting. Eh? Like literally, God is in heaven. What is He using your actual cash dollar to do? What is He using it to do? <laughs> what is He using your cash dollar to do? So yeah, I'm coming. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about give him your praise, give him your worship. That's so much more important than money. You, like, you can do all of these religious movements. You can do the 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 prayer dance and the singing dance and the, I give the most dance, and your heart is not in the right place. And you're gonna be wondering why someone that is only giving two dollars every week is 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 esteems quote unquote like as if God is favoring them more or whatever. I don't know. It's not a religious competition, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it, that's not what it's about because your heart, your heart has to be in the right place. Like God doesn't, God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. So as you're giving, be cheerful in the giving. Don't be crying. Don't be grump, grumpy and complaining. Like it doesn't make <laughs> sense. Even that cheerful giver passage. If, if, if <laughs> everybody doesn't read the first part. And I remember I read it one day. Where is it? I read it one day and I was blown away because nobody reads 
loves a cheerful giver. What, what is that passage? Nobody, nobody. I don't even know what that passage is. I was just, I was just taught that passage. I don't even, I don't think I've ever even read it myself. So please, Mr. T, teach us. Oh, like that the passage even is even more reason why is even confirming our points because people only use that that portion that God loves a cheerful giver, but they forget the rest of the scripture. Uh, and okay, yeah, it's Second Corinthians nine six. But I say, but this I say: He which soweth sparingly shall reap so also sparingly, and he which soweth so, huh, and he with huh, and he which soweth. This is why I don't like Jimmy. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or out of necessity, but for the love of God, as God loves a cheerful giver. See you. And I will be purposed in it. Let me give you a different translation because I want you to do NLT. NLT is my fave. NLT will sweet it for you right now. Don't be dumb, eh? (laughs) Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So if somebody is standing there telling you to give 5000 and you know you're, you're dreading yourself for giving that 5000 you'll be thinking all week, why did I give it? Why did I give it? I cannot eat. Then what was the point? That's what the Bible says. It didn't make sense. Choose in your heart how much you want to give and do it willingly and cheerfully. In your heart. You. Don't be dumb. <laughs> this episode can really be called Don't Be Dumb. Because I, <laughs> that's all, I, all I need you guys to understand is don't, don't be dumb. <laughs> don't be dumb. No, but I guess you guys basically um, said everything. The only thing that I was thinking about when you guys were talking is that there's a lot of people who are not Christian, but who are highly blessed. And it all goes back to like doing things out of your heart because like there's also your heart posture, generosity, just giving to those in need and all of these things. So God looks at all of these things. So you, you have to like, your heart needs to be in the right space when you're giving. And that's something that we already said. And to go back to Kosi was saying, and to what Kosi was saying um, about even just living a certain way to reach your goals, right? So I know for me, for example, right now, I literally live under my means because there's certain things that I want to do. And I'm smart with what I do and the moves that I make right now because in two years, five years, there's certain things that I want to be able to do. So I don't care about a lot of things. I don't care about, I don't even remember the last time like I was buying clothes. Like the only times I buy clothes is when I go home to my parents and I use their money. And then people <laughs> think I have a lot of clothes, but I don't, you know? So it's just like doing what you need to do in this moment for like your future and your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And like, don't be dumb. And like the way I even look at um, seeds or offerings or whatever, like I literally feel like I'm just watering whatever I planted. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I'm not like, oh my God, I gave $500 tomorrow. My salary needs to increase. Like, that's not how I go about things. I'm just, like, literally watering whatever. And it's going to grow. And 
I'm just going through life and, you know, things are just going to evolve how they're supposed to be. So, yeah, I think if you need to remember anything from this episode, number one, don't be dumb. Uh-huh. Number two, <laughs> number two your, heart, your heart, like check your heart, like your heart pressure. Like why do you do what you do? And, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, okay, so my, 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 my final thoughts are, there are certain principles that are just set in stone. Um, you know, like there are people that are not saved, Esther, like you were saying, and they are extremely blessed. You know why? Because they, whether they acknowledge it or not, are working under certain principles. If you work hard, you're going to reap something. <laughs> there's no, there's no, like you, you, you just cannot, no one is taking else like that in life where you're just working and working 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 and you're not seeing anything that you're you're working towards you know what i mean like there's just certain principles that when you do like they just happen now as children of god we understand spiritual principles as well we understand that honoring your parents brings you long life we understand that uh when you when you give your tithe like god has literally said test me in this even though there are certain parts of the bible where it's like don't do not test the lord your god but even this one god said no test me there are certain spiritual principles which we understand that people in the world may not understand so you have to combine both i think when you're a child of god you have an advantage i think you have an advantage if you're smart if you are yes if you are smart you use the prince, solid principles, the physical principles that are set in stone. If you are wise, you also apply the spiritual principles. And that will make you advantageous at all times. Like that, that better be a, a word, you know, because I'm talking, I'm blowing big grammar. <laughs> but I think, I think it's a word. Yeah, that will put you ahead at all times. That's how you see somebody that's a small girl, like a, a, a sweet tea. Sweet tea over here. You guys were looking at her thinking this is a small girl, but with a blog and a podcast, look at where she's going. So it's things like that that it's like because not only has she applied physical, and I mean every single one of them. I'm just picking on her because it's she's cute. But every single one of us, like we've worked hard. You go to school, you work hard, you get good grades, you have a great job, you respect your elders, you do certain things that will move you ahead in the world. That will move you ahead, you know, because there are certain physical principles. And the same thing, like saving your money, like God is not going to just clear your credit, bro. <laughs> like God's not going to just fix up your credit. Like you have to apply. There are certain things that are set in stone. Like he's not going to send angels to just blind everybody. Now, uh, like that's not how that works, right? Because if you're not able to handle the small things, if you're not able to handle paying your rent, you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like that's a fact. I don't give a heck. <laughs> that, that's a fact. <laughs> So it's things like that. But when you add the spiritual side to it, when you know that when you help the orphans and the widows, when you know that there are certain types of midnight prayers that you do, there are certain types of fastings that you need to do. There are certain things that just gives you an edge. That gives you a light where everybody else is kind of groping in the dark and, and figuring it out on their own. You get a light in the darkness that only God can give you. So basically, yeah, do not be dumb. Be smart, but also be wise. Mm-hmm. And be guided. Yep. Yeah. I think you guys summed it all up. I have no final comments. So, yeah, people, don't be dummy. <laughs> Go safe and live your best life. Don't be manipulated. Don't be manipulated. And um, ultimately, just have a personal relationship with God because the Bible is your 
instruction manual. It is your guide to life. And I'm sure every question you have, you can find in there, but you're too busy listening to everybody else. Look at me with final comments. You're too busy listening to everybody else instead of opening your word for yourself so you don't know what to do. And that's how you are being swayed. So open up your Bible, read the word and see what it says. Live within your means and trust God and he will be faithful to you as you are faithful to him. That's all she wrote. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.